Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to, but real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue place. Great for the family, date night, all that good stuff. Definitely worth checking out. I'll tell you more about Sugar Fire here in a little bit. But you know what we need to do right now? We need to jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. I guess I could have done this as rapid fire, but I got to be honest. I didn't think of it until the he- the headline opened. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, well, you know, hey. Because I'm going to just read you the headlines, and then we're just going to fire through these, okay? So one of the biggest stories going on right now is Twitter. Elon Musk's company, his... uh. X, if you want to call it that. I still call it Twitter. The majority of the world still calls it Twitter. They're going to start charging $1 a year for new users in order to help combat the bots that go on there and just try to disrupt things. I like the idea. They're testing it out in the Philippines in one other country. I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, I I think it's a good idea. Um, So that's going to... help prevent it's not going to completely stop it it's going to help prevent new bots joining the system but there's already a bunch of existing bots eventually those will get worked out in theory so if you see something say something hey elon this guy seems fake (laughs) okay i got you Uh, eventually they're going to get weeded out for the most part, and there's going to be very little bots on there. But, man, there's still a ton of bots on on Twitter. But there's still a lot of bots on Facebook or Meta, whatever you want to call it. And while we're talking about Meta, I brought up the other day about my beef with Meta and how they threatened to shut down my Facebook page that has almost 25,000 followers on, and it pisses me off because I do make some money off of that. But they started being very touchy on everything that I was posting. This is too sensitive of a subject. You can't be posting it. Or you, you viol- it's mostly you violated the company guidelines. Like I told you, the, the one that, they, that really pissed me off, and it was so confusing, after doing a lot of digging because they're so vague on what you did wrong, I had to do a bunch of digging, and I finally found out that, and they pulled it, pulled my whole page out of the big river algorithm that gets a lot of exposure, and it's getting back in there now, was they were mad because I had a video of where I took a clip from this show where I was talking about that lady in Michigan that fell into the outhouse toilet in that big old pit of poo. She fell in there because she was dicking around with her watch, her Apple watch, dropped it in there. She tried to retrieve it, fell in there, and then she couldn't get out. So police had to rescue her. Okay, I posted that, and it got flagged. And that's what really set them over the edge. I'm like, whoa. What the hell, man? And then the other day, I got flagged for something, which, by the way, it sounds like that my 
page isn't going to be deleted now since I contacted like as many people as I possibly could through Facebook, which they make it very difficult to find people to actually reach out to. But the other day, I posted a clip from the show where I said it was when I was talking about food is allegedly as addicting as nicotine, heroin, cocaine. And I gave, I posted a, a somewhat cleaned up version of it. Although I did leave in the part where I was like, you're saying that uh, food is just as addicting as heroin and cocaine. When's the last time you sucked a dick for a bag of Cheetos? <laughs> right? I left that in there. <laughs> Apparently that offended the, uh, the AI for Meta. But anyway... So they they dinged me on that one. But ultimately what I'm getting at is there's plenty of times where I am I could kind of see that one, I guess. I guess. But there's plenty of times where I'm like I really don't understand why you're saying that this is a, a violation. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just stating facts and using real language. But then I start looking around at what are some of the more popular Facebook users and what they post. And when you actually start watching their videos, they're so gutted and unreal. That's what Meta wants. They want it to be, anytime somebody says the word drugs or specific drugs, they want that removed. You can say it, but you either add a bleep or remove the audio. You can't say blood. You can't say, oh gosh, there was, there's a whole bunch of them. Or fight, kick, punch. Those all are like little triggers for the AI to flag you. And if you say enough of them, or say that mixed with other flaggable words... They end up making it so you can't make money off of that particular video and then potentially other videos. So when you start watching some of these videos, they're so, they end up being so bubblegum and rainbows that it, it, it's, it's so over-censored, it's a joke. And I get it. You don't want people on there spreading hate. I understand that. I can appreciate that. But the AI isn't actually comprehending what the conversation's about. I'm sitting there talking about how, yes, we do have a food problem in the United States, but we also have a drug problem in the United States as well as the world. And I didn't believe it to be fair to say that, that heroin use is the same as being addicted to donuts. Maybe on some basic level it is. But to say that they're equal is wrong, and then I get, you know, dinged on that. I think the video's still up, but there's a good chance, because it's under review, because I'm disputing it, it's, it's under review, there's a good chance that they, they might just pull it down. Because they don't want you to be real. They don't. Most social platforms don't actually want you to be a real person and give real thoughts. They want you to be, like I just said, bubblegum and rainbows. 
maybe sprinkle in a few, uh, you know, unicorns. I don't know. The people that are super successful on some of these platforms are the fakest fuckers in the world. And, and part of that is me being a little bit peanut butter and jelly. It is. But when you start looking at the content, you're like, motherfucker, I know I've met you before. That is not how you talk. It's, it's a show. You're putting on some bullshit mask. And you're, you're playing the game. I can appreciate that. I've met some, some influencers at some events. And like, there's this one lady. She's, she's really successful on Instagram. But the fakest fucking person I have ever met. Fakest fucking person. And it just drives me nuts. Hey, guys, I'm just out here exploiting my children so I can get some free stuff. <laughs> I'm like, hate it. Let's give her, let's dip her into the, you know, the, the big algorithm pool uh, of success. It just drives me crazy. And yeah, it is me being a little bit jealous on that. But I can't do that. I, I don't, I don't like that. When you listen to my show, I'm trying to be as authentic as I can. And, I mean, that's why I'm the huff on censor. Is I don't want to sit here and just blow smoke up your butt about things. Shit bugs me. I'm going to tell you about it. And, and there's so many people that just bury it down or just sweep it aside. Act like it's not there. And then they put on their fake face and go in front of the camera. And, and, and it, that just bugs the crap out of me. We're just getting faker and faker as a society. And it, it just bugs the crap out of me. Social media, as much as I love social media, as much as I need social media, as much as I appreciate what social media can do, I fucking hate it. Because it's, it's, it's especially now, especially with, with TikTok and stuff like that, like my... As my kids, uh, you know, we go through and watch some weird stuff on, on TikTok. There's some stuff I'm like, this is just garbage. People go, I'm, and we don't watch the stuff where it's just, hi, guys. i got to tell you about my day. Today I went to the store, and this lady just kept giving me the eyeballs. And next thing you know, I'm picking out plums, and she had the gall to ask me if I washed my hands before I started touching everything. And, and I'm like, nobody fucking cares. Nobody fucking cares. But the sad thing is, there are people that care. So when I say nobody cares, I'm lying. Because <laughs> apparently, there's enough people out there that, that want to sit there and watch that nonsense. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just kind of bugs me. It bugs me because meta is so so bad with the over-censoring things. And again, I understand that you don't want a bunch of hate speech on there because th there's no room in this world for that. Can't stand it. But what I can't stand as well is people being fake and the over-sensitive bullshit that we live in in this society. Do you see that uh, Victoria's Secret, speaking of that, Victoria's Secret is changing their, their game plan when it comes to advertising. They tried to tighten things up and not be as sexual 
with their advertising, right? They did it for a couple of years. Their sales tanked. So they're going back to the old way that worked. Why? Because I, I hate to say this, and I'm not like a total lean on this to, to bag on people, but it is a little bit ridiculous. If you go woke, you go broke. Most of the time. Look at Budweiser. They really tried to lean into that, and then they fucked up because they did it wrong. You don't try to capitalize on somebody because they're going through an experience. They could they could have done that completely different. But anyway, I don't I don't I I'm going down a bad rabbit hole with this, and I don't need to. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. And I and sadly, that's kind of how we we set ourselves up as a society. Well, are you Republican or are you Democrat? Okay, which is it? Oh, you're a Democrat? Well, you're, you're, you're a soft bitch. If you're a rep- Republican, oh, you're just a racist asshole. No. Some of them are on both sides. But the thing is, is we try to lean way too to one side or the other. Instead of going, what the fuck are we doing? Let's stop and go, what's best for society? How about we just be real and not judge the fuck out of people? Speaking of that, I got to judge um, the next few stories. I am going to judge the fuck out of people. <laughs> I don't know. You you guys know what I'm saying. I'm not articulating it very well, but I just get so irritated with, guys, stop being fake. Just try to be real and try to have a real opinion about something. Don't try to be shock jock on stuff. Just laugh, and it, I don't know, man. It bugs me. I, I may end up deleting this episode and just restarting it because it, it just bugs the crap out of me, and I know some people are going to be irate about it. Duff, you fucker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I just think we get oversensitive about things, and sometimes we need to be oversensitive about things because sometimes... People just don't take shit too seriously. You see what I'm saying? It's really fucking confusing for everybody. But really what needs to happen is we all need to take a breath and step back from situations and stop just mouthing off and take a second, take a breath, step back, and evaluate the situation. And I'll tell you the biggest problem right now is still the media and social media. So, and and the thing is, is like when you try to give an honest opinion that isn't like slanderous towards anything, you get penalized for that. So it's very frustrating, very frustrating. This would be frustrating too. Imagine you're an OnlyFans uh, creator. You're diddling yourself or what? I don't know what people do on OnlyFans. Is it kind of like a live chat, like for porn? I don't, I don't understand it. Like, if I got an OnlyFans, am I obligated to start playing with myself on camera? Is that a thing? Because I'll do it. <laughs> if I get enough subscribers, I'll do anything. Got to be honest. I don't, I don't really know. If you have an OnlyFans uh, account, whether you're a creator or just a viewer, you can be anonymous. But I want to know, like, what is it really? Because I see some people and I'm like, what are they? What are they doing? Are, 
Ugh. <laughs> it's gross. Well, this OnlyFans model was somewhat successful, and she learned that her stepdad was her top subscriber. How devastating would that be? But you got to be, you got to think that when you go into this, that type of industry, that there's going to be people that you know that are going to discover you and they're going to watch. And if you're doing stuff sexually to yourself, guess what? They're going to do sexual stuff to themselves. It's gross when you think about it, but that's why you should, you should never find out who's watching. Should never find out who's watching. Because you just don't want to know. Just be oblivious to that. You can, <laughs> that's awful. Because that could happen to you. If you got an OnlyFans page, guess what? The, the likelihood of, of a coworker, a former classmate, uh, a neighbor, family member, eventually somebody's going to stumble upon you and go, that's so-and-so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Eventually that's going to happen. And that's why I don't do it. <laughs> that and my body. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny. I think it would be funny to be a OnlyFans creator. Like, I have my own OnlyFans page, let's say I do. But it's like me washing my feet. And I have, like, man feet. I got, like, hair on them and stuff like that. I think that would be funny. <laughs> It'd be funny, too, because, like, if, if like, like, it's Tuesday night. You know what that means. <laughs> Duff's washing his feet on OnlyFans. You get enough people washing it. I don't want to know what they're doing to themselves as they see me washing my feet. <laughs> Ooh, get between the toes. Get between the toes! <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Anyway, uh, this is what's wrong. Man, I'm, I'm doing a lot of social media on this one. I didn't realize it until I started going through this. This lady, this is the headline. I had a, I had a life-threatening allergic reaction. I filmed a TikTok instead of using my EpiPen. That's a great example of who's successful on TikTok and not all of them. Okay. There's some people on there that are very successful and they do a great job. Like I like watching cooking shows. There's like the Mississippi queen on TikTok. She's awesome. And, and she's, she seems very authentic. I mean, she'll sit there and just be like, Hey y'all, how's it going? I'm going to make you this blah, blah, blah. The kids love it. And then she'll go through it all. And then she'll have some, slight conversation. She does a good job, right? So I don't want to bag on people like that that are really good. And you know what? She does her thing and she's, you know, sharing her recipes with people. I like that. There's other people that like other dumb stuff on social media. But anyway, people like this are a problem where she has an, a life-threatening allergic reaction. And instead of trying to save her life, she's like, Think about the clicks I could get on this. Think about the views I could get on this. So instead of saving her life, she chooses to film a TikTok, then uses her EpiPen. That's wrong. And what's, what's, that's stuff that should be pulled down from social media. Because 
you have somebody else in a similar situation, they might not be as lucky. Well, this person did it and was very successful. Well, I'm on death's door. Let me get out my phone, start a TikTok, and then I'll try to save my life or somebody else's life. No, that's that's wrong. And, and she should be punished for that. I'm sorry. That Maybe that's me being an oversensitive dick. But especially as a parent of two young kids, I don't want them getting in that mindset. And let's be honest, a lot of people on TikTok are kids. And if they're influenced by this dipshit who is having a, an allergic reaction, and instead of use, doing the smart thing by grabbing an EpiPen, she decides to film it. I hate to say what I'm about to say, but hey, we're already down that path today as this show goes. This is me. I don't even know how I'm going to title this because I'm just like full on vent mode. But you've heard the story or the, the, the phrase of thinning the herd, right? You thin the herd. Let the, let the herd thin itself. People like that, you just have very little sympathy for. And that's sad, and I don't want to feel that way. But when you do dumb shit like that, it's like, what the fuck do you expect? If she did that again, she might not be lucky and might fucking die. And guess what? The majority of us are going to go, what the fuck did she think was going to happen? You can't cheat death and, and win all the time. She's a bad example for, for people, and she should be banned from that social platform because she's a horrible example for, for kids that aren't competent enough yet to make rational decisions. And if she is not old enough to be making rational decisions, she, apparently she should be banned anyway. And, and it just makes, makes you go back to, well, maybe kids shouldn't be on social media. Oh, that's a good plan. Because they shouldn't. Because they're too fucking stupid. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I'm glad that social media wasn't around when I was a kid because I'd be doing dumb shit. My brother and I used to steal my stepdad's camcorder. It was like a big old honking, like uh, VHS loaded uh, video recorder, right? And we'd go around the neighborhood, especially at night. We'd strap like a uh, a flashlight to to the top of it, and then we'd go pretend to make cops. You you know the show Cops? <laughs> we'd we'd do that with the neighbors, and then somebody would be the criminal, you know. Some guy would be, yeah, like one of the, I remember one of us, like, I think the neighbor kid, Cameron, like, like he's pretended to be like just some thug or something like that. He's not even wearing a shirt or something like that. And we're like arresting him and just beating the crap out of him. Good old fun. You know what I'm saying? But we were doing that, but nobody saw the videos other than us. And they were stupidly hilarious. But if we were posting those, we'd probably get in trouble. 
or or we'd be pushing ourselves to do e- even more and more dumb shit. So I can only imagine what people are dealing with these days when it comes to uh, social media and always having that itch to get that five minutes of fame and the potential of going viral. I mean, when you get something that goes viral, it is a good feeling. You're like, whoa, this is awesome. Keep checking it. And like, the numbers are just jumping up. It's crazy. It's insane. Then you get mad when something doesn't go viral because you posted it at the wrong time. Or it's just people just don't like it for whatever reason. So I have a problem with that. You let me know your thoughts. DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on social at Podcast. I mean, that lady should lose her, her membership to TikTok. Any follower she, she has should be gone and she should be kicked off because she is a bad representation of what to do in a life-threatening situation. And as an influencer, she is influencing people of all ages to make the wrong decision, a deadly decision. So again, maybe it's me being a pussy, but that's just the way I'm looking at it. Uh, hey, Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's my go-to barbecue place. It's just off 144th and Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron, it's it's St. Louis-style barbecue. Amazing place. Baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey, burgers, all prepared to perfection every single day. The other day, I had that big muddy sandwich. Oh, my God, it was so good. It's sliced jalapeno cheddar sausage. It's brisket. It's pickles lettuce, horseradish sauce, and sweet barbecue sauce on a toasted bun. Oh, my God, it was a a delicious meal. I had Declan make it. Declan, if you go in there, he's the dude with the long beard. And I was like, Declan, make me something beautiful. And that's what he made. And I made a video out of it, too. And it was so good. I sit down to eat it. He goes to do something. Then he comes back out to go to the bar to check on something. And then he's like, where'd your sandwich go? I was like, well, I already ate it. He's like, dude, that was like two minutes. How did you eat that in two minutes? I was like, it was too delicious, okay? Then I cried and we held each other because I was so alone but full. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. You got to check it out. Everything on the menu is amazing. But you also need to check them out on social media at Sugarfire Westy because Chef Clint and crew will post their special uh, their specialties for the day and they're always just insane just great because you got to remember chef clint is classically trained so he knows about flavor and he knows about presentation and when you get it you're like this is so beautiful this is a beautiful entree and then you start eating it and you're like oh my god what the heck i gotta tell you sugar fire in westminster is a hidden gem. If you haven't been there, you have to check it out. Again, 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron. Follow them on, on social media at Sugarfire Westy, Sugarfire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. What would you do if you're walking along with your dog, then all of a sudden a seven-foot kangaroo starts drowning your dog? That happened to a dude in Australia. He was a martial artist. He ended up having to fight off 
the kangaroo. But again, have you ever seen a, a like a big male kangaroo? They're jacked. They are tough as nails. And then they're like seven feet tall, and they will mess you up. That's a scary situation. And they will, it, it's, I know everybody always thinks that they'll box you and stuff like that. They'll hit you with their, their front appendages, but they will also lean back on that tail and they will kick you. And I believe they have like a claw, at least one claw, a really extended claw on their, their feet, and they will slice your stomach open. So you got to be really fucking careful when you're facing off with a kangaroo, especially one that's seven feet tall. That's scary as shit. I guess the equivalent in the United States would be either like a bobcat or a bear of some sort. Any any type of bear would freak me out. Any type. And we've gone through the, what do you do if it's a certain type of bear? And it doesn't matter to me. I'd be scared if it was a small little black bear. Just as scared as if it was a giant fucking grizzly. Grizzly, though, I'd probably defecate in my pants. <laughs> be like, oh, God. Then it'd run away due to the smell. And I'd be like, that's how you face off. No, it's not going to happen. I don't want somebody to be like, well, just Duff said if you just crap yourself, the grizzly bear will run away. No, no, that's not a good thing. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, that's scary. Uh, this is... I've never heard of this. The headline reads, I fired my therapist after she asked for a $20 tip. Am I in the wrong? A therapist shouldn't be asking for a tip. They're already making a good amount of money. If if I go to a therapy session and at the end they're like, all right, um, uh, I'd like a $20 tip, please. And I'd be like, um, I'm broke as shit. <laughs> no, not gonna. I'm broke as shit. I'm not going to do that. My God. And if they kept asking and kept asking, you know what I'd do? I'm going to bite his dick off. <laughs> and if they asked one more time. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. <laughs> I just wanted to play those sound bites. That's all. That's it. But how, how insulting is that? Just add it to the bill into your your actual cost. Cause that's just some shady shit. If like, if you're paying like a hundred dollars an hour or 50 bucks an hour, whatever it is, just add the 20 on and be, and say, well, it's, I had to adjust my rates. This is what it is. This is you trying to be a, a scumbag and trying to steal money from your clients. Talking about people that should lose their ability to do something, that therapist should lose their their license for a little bit because you're just stealing from your comp your clients who are going there who are obviously not a hundred percent mentally and you're trying to abuse them by stealing money from them. So fuck off. Woo God man, today is the angry episode. And I'm not that angry, I don't think. I'll go back to, and listen to this and be like, what the fuck happened? Who didn't hug me today? <laughs> I need love. I do. I really need a hug. <laughs> if you see me in public and you try to hug me, I am not going to be happy. I do not like to be hugged. I will say that about you, about myself. Scott Hastings 
used to think it was hilarious to come up to me and hug me because he knew it just made me uncomfortable. I just don't like being hugged, okay? And he would do that during the show when I used to produce a show. I'd be on the air with him, and all of a sudden he'd be like, hey, hey, Huff, keep talking. And then he would come into, this, into the control room and just start hugging me. <laughs> He's so funny. Uh, good guy. I miss Scotty. He and I need to hang out one of these days. Although he's he's in the middle of Nuggets season, so it's not going to be for a while. I saw this, and I'm like, who has the fucking time and money to do this shit? A golfer broke the Guinness World Record at a, at a Broomfield golf course for most holes played in a year. And it's like, who has that type, type of money? It's like 400-some, I think like 450 holes, some dumb shit. Who has that type of uh, time and money? Stupid. I don't get that. Empower Field at Mile High will host uh, Luchador's Mystico Atlantis Jr. Temp- I'm butchering these names, and that's okay. Uh, Templario and Valador Jr. Oh, man, I am smooth with the names. <laughs> in a pregame exhibition in Lucha Libre, during the Broncos home game against the Green Bay Packers this Sunday. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, the Broncos are shit, but it'd be kind of neat. Plus, uh, you know, anytime I can get the excuse to play some sound bites from Nacho Libre. Chancho, when you are a man, sometimes you wear stretchy pants in your room. It's for fun. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> I love that movie. And then I love this clip too. Yes, it's true. I am Nacho, the luchador. Who? <laughs> Maybe you have seen me on TV. Nacho! You know, if I was a wrestler, you know, what would my finishing move be? I'm going to bite his dick off. <laughs> Watch out. It's the Huff's finishing move. Oh, my God. He bit his dick off. <laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you? Real quick, this came in right as I was finishing up the rundown for today's show. Uh, according to a recent report, USC... Quarterback Caleb Williams wants partial ownership from whatever NFL team that selects him in the 2024 draft. That's according to Pro Football Talk. And apparently back in July, Caleb's representatives had been making it known that Williams wants partial ownership of the team that selects him in the 2024 draft, assuming that he does declare for the draft. Additionally, so Caleb needs to be listening to this. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers also attempted to secure equity during his contract discussions with the Jets, but the NFL had to step in and say, dude, that's not allowed. I get it. And part of me goes, it would be kind of a neat thing if you had ownership in your company. Because would that not make you want to perform better? Because you could help increased profits. I mean, that would be good, but the problem is you would have to cap it off 
because you don't you couldn't afford to have 50 there's 53 active people on your roster you couldn't have 53 partial owners i mean you'd have to cap it off at like one or two something like that it would be an interesting way to do it cuz also could would that let's say they did it they opened the door to do it would that influence how much he's actually making and that would actually help you with the salary cap so you don't have to pay him as much so you it would actually give you more room for other players it's an interesting thing to think about i would like to talk to a, a gm or a former gm about that and see it would it make sense because I don't think it's too far-fetched. And if it was structured in a way that it didn't really... If it didn't affect the salary cap. So you're paying him less because he's he's invested in the team financially. That would be nice. But see, there, there's just so much bullshit that goes into that. And... What if he ends up being a bust? What if he gets hurt? You know, all that stuff. Then then could you cash him out with, I would assume they would probably add some sort of penalty in that as far as financial penalty. And then that way they can move on from you so you're not playing for another team, but you're still invested in another team financially. That That's an interesting thing. Um, there would be a lot of verbiage in that, that that would in a lot of you know fine print on what would happen with the deal, especially if you get hurt, injured, or you're just a shit player, <laughs> right? In the event that you are a shit player, <laughs> you will lose all equity with a twenty percent fee of current standings, some shit like that. That would. That would suck. Be like, ah, damn it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hopefully I wasn't too venti in this one and too negative. But, you know, there's just a lot going on. Okay. But I tried to lighten the mood by, you know, talking about, you know. I'm going to bite his dick off. That and, you know. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. I'm broke as shit. Yeah. Throwing those in there. Plus, you know, uh, Nacho Libre, all that good stuff. But I appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening. I do. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you can, give it a nice review. Big thanks to Sugarfire in Westminster. You guys are amazing. Go ahead and check me out at Sugarfire in Westminster on Monday nights throughout the NFL season. I'm going to be there watching the Monday night games from 6 to 8 with you at the bar, drinking some great cocktails. They always have great deals on, on some beers. And it's fun. It's a great environment. So we'll we'll see you out there again every Monday night, 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th. You'll see it right at the corner. It's a really nice place. It, it's just fun, great environment. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.